0: All right, 14:20 in the morning for this 16th day of October 2023. Remember today's show is brought to you by seatgeek.com and the seatgeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at seatgeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts that are right there throughout football, basketball, f- uh, baseball, car racing. They got it all there at bellyupsports.com. So make sure you go check that out. Thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day when we get these out here Monday to Friday and then uh, regular shows with me and Dave on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, yeah, thanks for making us a part of your day each and every day. Uh, get back at her a little bit here. Great weekend in the world of sports. I was fortunate to see my brother this weekend and his wife. Nice catching up with them and seeing them again. They don't get to see each other very often, obviously, because he lives out in Vancouver and we got our busy schedules. and Everything's going on, but it was great to see them over the weekend. And uh, hi to Mike and Trish. Uh Great, yeah, great weekend in the world of sports. Lots going on. Uh, the NHL got going uh, full bore. You had the ALCS beginning last night in uh, in, uh, in in Houston. You had a full slate of college football games and NFL football games. Obviously. And then just uh, your usual, uh, who knows what else is going on. But it's a great time of year, as we say over, over and over here again. It's the best time of year to be a sports fan here in uh, North America and around the world because everything that you can imagine is uh, is there on the dock for you. But let's start with the ALCS. It got going last night in Houston, Texas. Seventh straight year the Astros have been in the uh, in the uh, ALCS. Last night in state rival Texas Rangers got going. Great, great game last night. A good old pitching, good old fashioned pitching duel that you had there. Uh, Let's. See, it's just amazing to see that you had those two teams going on. Uh, the pitching, deal, You had Justin Verlander and then Jordan Montgomery. They're both picked up from uh, on the way on the uh, trade deadline. You had Montgomery picked up from the Cardinals. Imagine, imagine the New York Yankees said that Montgomery's not good enough to be a New York Yankee anymore. And imagine that he'd still be in pinstripes to be a very good look. And then Verlander, of course, coming over from the Mets. It was a great game. The, the whole thing was fantastic. The way it all turned out. Uh, Montgomery was obviously a little bit better than Verlander last night. Montgomery had uh, a bases loaded jam in the fourth inning that got him. He got out of trouble with a strikeout. And then you had in the. uh, you had Verlander, who made two mistakes all night long. One was a home run that uh, resulted from uh, Leone Tavares in the fifth inning, after after the the, the out that happened with uh, with Montgomery getting out of the inning. But it all turned out to be that was the, the turning point in the game. It was funny to see, uh, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, Aaraldis Chapman coming in from from the bullpen uh, in Texas last night, and both uh, you know the the long history that uh, Chapman had with the Yankees in Houston, giving up the home runs and giving up everything, giving them one up to Altuve and everything in 2000. 19, I think it was, but he hasn't had much success there, but you, you saw when uh, when Chapman was coming out of the bullpen, the crowd was going crazy in Houston because they thought they were going to get get uh, get out of that game with a big win, but it turns out uh, they kind of got the last lap, but it wasn't without a bit of a few uh, clenched butt cheeks, I guess you could say, because Chapman gave up a very long, long, long fly ball uh, to, that was caught in the outfield, in left field, the deepest part of, uh, of Minute Maid Park, and it doubled up Altuve when he got caught uh, not tagging up at second, not returning. It was one of the it was really close play that, that happened, but uh, the umpires eventually, they went to replay and got it right, and the Houston uh, Astros went down 2-0 to the Texas Rangers, and the Rangers have that, that lead now, one game to nothing, which is always pivotal to win that first. It was an exciting baseball game. There was a lot going on, a lot of action. Yeah, It's a 2 nothing game. You might not think it was great, but there's lots of base runners. There was lots of action, some great plays by the outfielders, especially Texas Rangers um, guy Evan Carter. He was unbelievable. He made three or four great plays in the outfield, including that play on the Bregman long fly ball To uh, throw it in second base, which wasn't which what you normally do, but it was uh, a big mistake by Altuve. Would have factored in. We'll never know the the way it turns in the way baseball turns out. But that double play got Chapman out of that jam that he got himself into. And it was was, like I said, when Chapman comes on the mound at any time, especially in Houston, it never turns out very well for the uh, for the visiting team. We we all know the uh, the disasters that have ensued with the old Cuban missile in uh, in uh, in Texas and everywhere else he's ever pitched. But uh, it's going to get me. I think it's going to be a very good series. They they get going later on again this afternoon, I think at 2 o'clock start, Mountain Standard Time, check your local listings, and then you have the uh, NLCS getting going tonight with uh, Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies uh, taking on the underdog uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. It's going to be great uh, great baseball to watch. Hopefully the game is uh, as good as the game was last night and these series get a little bit of juice because so far the playoffs haven't had a lot of juice to, to go along with them they they've been kind of lackluster nothing's gone up past four or five games like it's just been been four games 3-3 three, three games to one and then, and then a lot of sweeps well obviously we know the wild card was not, not just turned out to be nothing and, and the like so hopefully these these uh, these series get some juice i don't think that the arizona uh philadelphia one cuz philadelphia a jug- a juggernaut right now but you never know a little bit of pitching here and there you might you might have a situation where you come back, and the Arizona Diamondbacks can come out of nowhere, and win themselves a, a NLCS, and end up going to the uh, the World Series. I I, uh, I picked the Phillies in our belly-up show that I had uh, a few weeks back with uh, Lou and Kevin, but we'll uh, we'll see if the Phillies can uh, get get me uh, get me uh, the soothsayer, the Nostradamus in me right for once. I usually don't do too well in the uh, in the betting world of everything else. Uh, Getting out to the NHL, it's going on. They didn't think the Edmonton Oilers would be down to uh, 0-2 to start their season with two games against the Vancouver Canucks, but it had happened. Game one, they obviously like blown out. The goaltending wasn't great. And then Skinner, he got to start on on Saturday night in Edmonton. We didn't go to the game. We kind of bantered about going, but we got into doing something else. We never got doing that, going go to the game. But the uh, the game of the night tonight probably is going to be uh, the Chicago Blackhawks traveling Austin Matthews, the man just cannot be stopped. Two games so far where he has uh, hat tricks. He's on pace for 246 goals still. I know it's not going to happen, but expect him to get, to, uh, to get his third last night, which will be an NHL record, not just to start a season, but ever. Nobody in NHL history has ever actually gotten Three hat tricks in a row to start the season. So it's going to be very interesting to see if uh, if uh if Matthews can get it once again. If you're going to put a couple of bucks down it, I would because you have a team in the Chicago Blackhawks who aren't very good who give up a lot of shots. And Matthews, uh he seems to be on a bit of a, a scoring. Uh, uh, obviously, with two hat tricks to start the season, six goals, 246 uh, on pace for. Uh, you expect him to get that record tonight for his third consecutive hat trick. It should be interesting to see. But I think that the uh, the other Leafs players will feed him. He'll get lots of power play time and everything else. Again, Against Chicago Blackhawks and expect to see Austin Matthews get that third that third straight hat trick, which would be uh, something to, to behold. It's never been done in history before and and to see that being done in front of the home crowd to start the season off and it would get the speculation and things are always big in, in Toronto no matter what. People cheer and, and laugh and joke and everything else about what uh, what goes on in Toronto and they're the uh, center of the hockey universe, but there's something that with Matthews getting that kind of a streak going to start the season, it only builds the hype machine and the hype machine, I talked earlier with Connor Bedard, I think that's going to subsistence side A little bit. The kid's good. I watched a bit of that game last on a sa- Saturday night with Montreal, and he can control the play. There's no getting around that. He's got a hell of a shot. But you just you you think that that's, uh popular because he's popular thing is going to go away if you if you're not winning hockey games. Yeah, you can only uh, put him on TV so much because eventually people tune it out. Uh, I wish people would t- tune out that Taylor Swift. Speaking be popular because she's popular, that's one thing I, I like. I like her music, but that's enough on the uh, the NFL front. And then she's on Saturday Night Live for no apparent reason the night and everything else. It's just it's become. Too much with old Swifty. And once again, I gave her airtime. Not that uh, we add to her algorithms any, but you think that the NHL is going to, the Connor Bedard algorithms and uh, the search engine optimization is going to go away a little bit with Connor Bedard and the like. Uh, let's get on to the uh, the NFL. Yesterday, there was a lot going on in the NFL. Obviously, NFL Sunday was big. But the big thing to me was that the two, the uh, officiating has not gotten any better. Yes, you should not depend on the officials to win yourself or lose yourself a football game. And one decision near the end of the game should not factor into those things. But there was two instances yesterday. Uh, one in a very... in uh, With the Buffalo Bills and the the New York Giants, at the end of the game there, there was a pass interference call that should have been called against Buffalo that wasn't. That would have uh, resulted in a in another try, but right at the end of the game, that the pass interference was not called, and I do not know why there was a pass interference call just before that. There's conspiracy theories abound that B- Buffalo's going to get some calls because they're the next coming of, of whoever to get themselves to a Super Bowl and have that Buffalo fan, fan base and Josh Allen and the like, but the, there's such a, a uh, nobody knows what the calls are, and nobody knows how to make the calls and what they're supposed to be, and then another one yesterday my San Francisco 49ers ended up losing a football game because of a hit that was made that I didn't think was a was a late or a vicious or or uh or uh, uh what's a, a, a personal foul whatever they ended up calling the thing a defenseless a, a defend on a defenseless uh receiver I thought it was a good hit a clean hit it was a hard football hit yes it was violent yes it was it was tricky but uh it, but it, I don't think it was dirty by any means it ended up being a, a fourth and 10 situation it ended up being a a first a first and 10 situation with the ball moved up 15 yards now I, i'm not the biggest uh, knowledge guy of the uh, of the nfl and their rules but it just seems to me there seems to be just such a uh, a disconnect between the coaches the players the officials the fans the announcers and everybody and i don't think that there's enough um uh onus put on the officials to uh to uh, post game to make the uh, what what they made the call why they made the call what they saw compared to what the camera saw and everything else and i think the nfl really has to crack down on that because there's such a there's such a, a large betting fan base that that, that uh, is involved in national football league and they are in bed with all these uh different uh, sports betting apps and and sites and everything so the nfl has a i think they have a right to to the fan bases to make their officials more um more accessible post game to say, Hey, like th- th- this, is what I saw, this was the penalty because they have those guys that talk, uh, when, when a penalty is assessed and the, the guys do do their, uh, how come not, yes, no, maybe. So I, I can't remember the guy's name that was on Fox yesterday, but they usually do a pretty good job of, uh, Detailing and telling why it's a penalty and why it wasn't a penalty, and what the rules are, because most fan base, like I'm one of them, most fans don't know what's going on with the uh, with with the uh, the penalty calls. Because like like I said, those those two calls yesterday were egregious, and that they 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 weren't they they weren't penalties that, that should have been called. One was, one wasn't, but it turned out to be major things in those two football games that I watched yesterday. And you you and you have a, a situation where teams are losing games or winning games because of those calls. And yes, you shouldn't leave it in the officials' hands at the end of it when it's all said and done. But you, could, you should try to get business done at uh, in the meantime and in between time. But it, it's one of those things where I think the, the officials need to be uh – Interview post game and 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 say hey what this is the call and then everybody would have more of a knowledge as to why it's called that way and what's going on and then we won't get those conspiracy theories about like it was two years ago whatever it was when the people were talking about the NFL being scripted because those when that that Buffalo one that stunk to high hell the football game wasn't good to begin with like it was a terrible game I had it on the other TV while I was watching the baseball game the game wasn't good it wasn't entertaining Buffalo to me are kind of fraudulent and everything else but it's just uh, it's just it it was a bad call at a bad time and if they make that call in, in the in the first uh, in the first quarter, nobody really says anything. But when it comes to uh, deciding a game, like it did last night, because it it was it just it was a bad look for for the NFL, and it happens week in week out. Yes, officiating is hard. There's no getting around that because these guys go at such a high pace and it's so fast but why some calls can be reviewed and some can't and everything else and it just uh, nobody really knows and yeah maybe a guy's got to do a little more research so he is in the know about what, what what goes on and how it goes on and everything else but it just looked like a, it was a bad look for me uh, on that call especially in the Buffalo game and then the accident that San Francisco one was just as bad to me it was a very good football hit it wasn't dirty it was violent yes but it was not dirty and it Chad that one changed the course of the game yes San Francisco had the chance at, at, at the end of regulation to win the game on a long field goal but it was wide right and the rest history and now there's no there's no un, undefeated teams once again in the national football league because the philadelphia uh, the philadelphia eagles they also lost yesterday and so now you have uh, there was there was two teams left uh, undefeated now the miami dolphins of 1972 can crack the champagne bottles once again and uh, and that's it for that for uh, for the undefeated uh, season spied from other teams and miami dolphins they can uh, like i said don shula i don't know how many of those guys are even alive anymore it's a long time ago so that's a long time ago, actually, when you think about it. And so 51 years, that's never happened. It's crazy that that's never happened before, how a team can go undefeated. Yeah, that New England team had a chance a few years back to do it. But let's move on to the uh, last game of the weekend for me that was uh, that was supposed to be a showstopper. It was supposed to uh, be must-see TV, but it turned out to be an absolute, uh, absolute stinker. There's no getting around that. The, my USC Trojans, they, uh, they traveled Southern Cal offensively a week ago. Who end up going uh to LA to LX to South Bend Indiana the problem is they forgot to bring their defense with them and it was a terrible terrible game for for the uh, the uh the USC Trojans Notre Dame is not a very good football team they already had two losses but this just showed how fraudulent that the USC Trojans are and then uh, with the loss 48 to 20 the Trojans are now out of officially out of uh, playoff contention they were never, never in it their last three games were really close with Arizona uh Colorado and who was the other one uh well now they, they lose two Notre Dame, so they weren't going to be in any contention. With this loss, you also have Caleb Williams, who threw three interceptions in the in the first uh, first half, and that took him out of Heisman uh, to contention to be the only guy to win back-to-back Heisman's. So that's it for that season. And now you have a USC Trojans who are the most fraudulent team in football. There's no getting around that. They're an absolute tire fire. That defense is gross. They should have. They must have left that that uh, defense either at LAX or at the Coliseum back in Los Angeles because it was awful. Uh, Notre Dame scored every which way possible on fumbles on. Kickoffs on on interceptions, everything. It just was not a good night for the Trojans, and uh, that's just who they are. And Lincoln Riley and the rest of the uh, Trojan staff, they really have to do a long, hard look in the mirror and see what they're going to be doing for the rest of this season and seasons going forward. Because you can't just outscore po- opponents and in college football. as it was shown this weekend. Yeah, you can put up numbers and everything else against the weaker teams, but when it, when push comes to shove in college football, it's one of the, it's uh, that's it's all said and done. So now you have a uh, you have a USC team who has Utah next week. I expect them to lose that game. And uh, I thought they're gonna be like a, a, a 10 and two, uh 10 and 2, 9 and 3 kind of team, anyways, just because with that defense been so bad for so long and they 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 proved it again this weekend. It frees up my weekends. I don't gotta watch that crap anymore. I mean, I'll watch, but I won't, I won't need to be as invested. And it's uh, not one of those things where if they beat this guy, that guy beats that guy it won't uh, it won't matter anymore. So the uh USC Trojans broke my heart again. No national championship aspirations and the biggest frauds in football next to the Dallas Cowboys are the the USC Trojans. There it is. Uh, thanks very much for watching the show on YouTube, for all of you who tuned in or on Facebook or, or Twitter who've tuned, tuned in so far. We appreciate all the work. If you listen up later on on uh, on uh, the, the podcast form on Apple or Spotify, thank you very much. But go over to our, our YouTube channel and uh, press that subscribe button. Our numbers are going up, but I can always uh, get better. There's all those 8 billion people in the world, might as well be one of them who subscribe to our YouTube channel. Anyways, thank you very much to uh, all who listen and thank you very much to SeatGeek, our sponsor of the 1420 in the morning. Here's A little word from our sponsors at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Thank you very much to our friends at SeatGeek. Remember, use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase by using promo code 1420pod dot SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. To, uh, actually, so there it is. Uh, let's do birthdays and on days and get everybody out of here. Thanks uh, very much. Happy 31st birthday to Philadelphia Phillies first baseman Bryce Harper, born on this day in 1992 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Harper was drafted in the first round, first overall out of the College of Southern Nevada in the 2010 Major League Baseball entry draft. Harper is a seven-time All-Star, including his rookie year of 2012, where he won the NL Rookie of the Year. He's also a two-time MVP once in 2015 with those Nationals and again in 2021 with the Phillies. Harper has hit 306 home runs, 889 RBIs, 1,513 hits as has a career batting average of 281. He was the 2022 NLCS MVP with the Phillies victory over the San Diego Padres and has a chance to get his team back to the World Series starting tonight when Harper and the Phillies begin their NLCS matchup. We're the Arizona Diamondbacks at Citizens Bank Park Inn. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Happy birthday to one of the, the best baseball players in baseball right now, uh, Bryce Harper. Man, I wish the Yankees would have went and got him. Sir, my my tune has changed in the last week or so about Harper. Man, man, that guy's a player, and he's a he's a generational kind of guy, and he's a he's led that that, that Phillies team to heights that they probably didn't uh, didn't didn't think they were going to be possible. And they Trey Turner's hitting the ball and everything else, and they they have a they have a real shot at winning themselves a a World Series first one since 2008, uh, I think it would be. Anyways, and uh, this one's near and dear to my my heart, uh, everybody on this day in 2003 at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York in Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. The New York Yankees defeated the Boston Red Sox in front of 56,279 people in a game the Yankees never led until the end behind by as much as three in the eighth inning after being dominated by Red Sox ace and starter Pedro Martinez Roger Clemens starter for the Yankees was highly ineffective on on, and gave way to Mike Mussina in the fourth inning. Jason Giambi hit two solo home runs for the Yankees and if that was it wasn't, uh, wasn't for Red Sox manager Grady Little. Things would have turned out a lot differently. He stuck with Martinez, if you remember that. Now that all turned out. Uh, Martinez gave up a leadoff double to Derek Jeter. Uh, burn, baby, burn. I uh, hit a uh, two, uh, hit, a, hit a double. And uh, you had uh, Hideki Matsui hitting a the double. Then you had Jorge Posada with his double right there. What a series. What a game. The whole thing. Five five. And that all gave way uh to Marion Rivera pitching three scoreless innings to uh could to to hold the game at five. And then in the in the bottom eleventh, there he is Aaron Boone hitting the the home run to send the Bronx faithful, the Yankee faithful home in eleven innings with the home run sending the Yankees to the World Championship. Or the, the yeah. On this day in 2003, one of the greatest series ever, ever played, one of the greatest uh, emotional roller coasters I've ever had as a Yankee fan, as a baseball fan, the whole thing. It's one of those ones you remember exactly where you were and how it all went down. On this day in 2003, it's hard to believe it was 20 years ago, and you wonder how it all would have turned out if, uh, just say, if Mussina didn't have a great outing. You wouldn't even know who Aaron Boone was if uh, Mike Mussina didn't come out of the bullpen and save Roger Clemens' ass. And uh, like who would have pitched for the Yankees uh, later on that, that night if it would have went 12? Because Mariano was already at his at his uh, wits end, I'm thinking, and the, the how he collapsed in the mound, and there it was just such a uh, an emotional series for both sides, and it was uh, it was fun to watch, and you just yeah you, you kind of had a feeling. I thought the Yankees were were down and out in that game, but I remember jumping up and down when uh, Boone hit that home run. And they, without I me in that home run, he would not be manager of the Yankees right now. And we don't want to get into the negative stuff of that, but it was uh, it was a great series to watch, and it was a lot of fun. 20 years ago today, anyways, there's 14:20 in the morning. before they went to. Uh, almost twice as long as 1420, but it don't much matter. For those who you listen, thank you very much and we appreciate everybody who does listen, follows and uh, everything. Thanks to the other podcasts who uh, help us out. Jim at Fan of the Van and, and uh, Aaron at Brutally Honest and Jalen and, 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 and uh, Garrett over at Two Dudes Sports News and everything else. Make sure you guys check out those shows and then check out all the stuff out at bellyup.com at bellyupsports.com, sorry and then check out the 1420sportsbar.com as well to uh, check out our, our articles and everything going on there. We're expanding our little show. Things are getting moving here, getting some uh, interns to help out because it's a lot, but we appreciate all the help you guys give us on a daily basis here at 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, that's it for the show, and remember, it doesn't matter where you are, it's who you're with. Have yourselves a great day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Actually, me and Dave are doing one tonight, so we'll talk to you guys tonight, but then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.